Hey everyone, welcome to Girl Things the Podcast. I'm Naomi. And I'm Erin. And this is a space to chat about navigating your 20s and 30s, being a young mum, relationships, and everything in between. Join us, two lifelong friends, for weekly episodes to dive into the highs and lows of life. Hey everyone, welcome back to episode nine of Girl Things the Potty. We are talking about some real girl shit today. We are talking all about our cycles, periods, living in alignment with your cycle and how you can kind of get the most out of of living in alignment with your cycle. But before we get into that, let's share our highs and lows and something you're loving. Take it away, Erin Annie. Thank you. That was a great intro. Um, My high and low this week, I I think my high was going to the zoo with the kids. We had a lot of kids wrangling them around the zoo, but it was so fun. Mars was so excited and yeah, very, very mummy high this week for me. Oh, that's Um, nice. Yeah, it was nice. It was it was fun. I was so tired after, but it was fun. And then my low is just generally feeling a little on the anxious side. I've been having like I know when I'm going through a really anxious period, like for no real reason, but um, I have really bad dreams mm. constantly. It's so frustrating. I hate having bad dreams, and it wakes me up in the middle of the night. And I'm such a scaredy cat at the best of times, like particularly in the dark. Oh, I'm like literally scared of my own. Fucking shadows. Yeah. So it's so annoying. I'm like waking up after a bad dream. I'm like, cool, great. Okay, it's not real. This isn't really happening. Enrico, you awake. Um, but I hate it. Um, and something I'm loving, oh, is I just repurchased the eleven um hair mask, the hydrate hair hydrate my hair, hair maybe. Cool? Oh, it's no, a mask. No, it's like a mask. Yeah. Um, you know the yeah. one? It, it kind of looks like it's in like comes a... comes in like a little squeezy pouch. Yeah, a pouch. Yeah. That's the word. Um, and I love it. It's so good. I I was going to purchase conditioner and um, I was like, actually, you know what? I'm going to get the hair mask instead. I only wash my hair once a week. So um, yeah, I bought that and I love it. I love it. It makes my hair feel so nice. Um, yeah, and my hair is feeling fresh. Um, what is yours? What are you loving? What's your high? What's your low? My high is, well, I had actually, I have two highs. One of them was hanging out with Mars and Mello for a few hours when Mm. you were at work the other day and with Arnie Beth. That was so cute. It was so cute. We had such a nice time. It was really nice because I feel like I haven't hung out with, with them without you in ages mm. so it was really nice we went and got like a little pork roll i was and just bought uh slaving away, slaving away the corporate world <laughs> but um we were frolicking around in the sun and it was so nice got chuggy little juice and a cupcake and Mello had a little cookie and it was really really beautiful uh but then my other high is this morning i went for a really nice Little ocean swim at Gordon's Bay near Cavelli. No, it was so warm. Really? Crazy warm. It it was not hard to get in. It was hard to get out. Mm. Yeah, it was really nice. Uh, So they are my two highs of the week. And my low, probably just that we are planning on going to Europe in August. (laughs) And we've not booked a flight. So... (laughs) That's getting a little stressful because everyone's like, you really need to book your flights because it gets more expensive the closer you get to the time. And yeah, <laughs> I don't know why we're not doing it. 
it's just something that we seem to be avoiding. Oh, it's just so easy to put off life admin though. Yeah. It's just one of those things like the last thing I want to do is like book a flight. Yeah. So but you should absolutely we do it. need to book a flight. I think I'm going to feel really excited once we have that booked in. I know. And we're going to be there at the but same time. We will be. Which is really bit. exciting. I yeah. really hope we can cross paths at yeah, some Yeah, we'll stage. try. Yeah. And what are you loving? I am loving the aspect fruit enzyme mask it's mm. a long time fave of mine but i just recently stocked up i can see it sitting right there i'm gonna use it tonight after i've done my skin needling i'm day five so it's gonna be just the cherry on top day five post skin, skin needling, needling. Mm, yeah uh it's just such an amazing exfoliant it's a very gentle it doesn't exfoliate beyond what your skin needs it's really nice yeah which i find some acid-based exfoliants can you can go a little too hard Mm. but with an enzyme sort of exfoliant it's really gentle on your skin so i'm super excited that i've got that back in my life and yeah that's my something i'm loving Alrighty, well love that let's jump right into talking all things periods periods menstrual cycles blood being vaginas yes and uteruses shedding mm, yes beautiful. all right Brini, when did you first get your period i think i was i can't remember if i was in year six or year seven but i think it was the end of year six which is that mm. early it feels early yeah it's that does feel early yeah i don't know i think but it's, it's kind of i think it's kind of standard yeah um and i remember i got it but my mum was super like chatty with us about periods and things like mm. that so i wasn't like it wasn't anything crazy like I don't remember it being like traumatizing or super confronting or anything like that yeah and like I obviously had an older sister mm. not by that point but oh R.I.P. <laughs> um, I did in my life have one and so um my yeah when I got it I was like okay cool yeah we get our period that's totally normal so I got it then and then I don't remember anything even ever thinking about my period again until I was like 15 16 and I got just started getting like really really even maybe 14 really really terrible period cramps like in bed for the the two three days a month yeah and that was like my life with my Mm. period I think that's so hard as well because that's something that's very like normalized Mm. in society which sure I think some level of uncomfort discomfort (laughs) is we got it yeah is somewhat normal because your uterus is essentially shedding which I'm sure it's not pleasant for most people. Yeah. But yeah, I do feel like like women's pain in terms of menstruating or having a period. I really don't like that word menstruating. Yeah, it's, it's kind of gross. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's something that's so normalized. Yeah. And I think like I actually vividly remember one of the first times like I read that it wasn't normal. I think mm. I was much older like yeah maybe 20 something like Mm. it would have been before I definitely before I had Mars but probably like yeah maybe 19 20 21 even and I was reading um I downloaded like this period ebook that someone Mm. put out I don't remember who it was now but someone put it out and in it it was like you know it's not normal to experience really like debilitating pain around your period and I was like what do you mm. mean like that's how I feel every yeah. month like I'm absolutely like crippled by it yeah um and I Which read that so, that's just so awful to me yeah like that's genuinely sad yeah that's such a huge chunk of your life if it you is. combined it all and look at it over your lifespan it's days off work it's like not being able to do things yeah it's feeling really overwhelmed and obviously that comes with a lot of other symptoms like just general tiredness mm. you know 
feeling down, all of that kind of thing. And then on top of that, being in like pretty crippling pain. I, I've gone to hospital for period pain yeah, before, like thinking like my so appendix had burst. Yeah. Like crazy. Um, and nothing really helped except for heat. So I would just like always have a heat pack. Mm. Pretty much that was the only thing. But after I read the period ebook, I started having um, cod liver oil. Mm-hmm. And that started making a huge, like, like marginal difference yeah. in how I experienced my period. Um, yeah. And then it's kind of been a bit off and on since then, obviously, because I've had a couple of kids uh, and I've missed my period for, you know, I didn't have my period obviously while I was pregnant. And then it took about 10 months to come back after Mars. But after it came back, when I had Mars, it yeah, was the it was worst period I've crazy. ever had. Like I thought that I'd had a burst cyst. I actually think it could have been, but it was a terrible, terrible, terrible time. Like I live in fear of my period returning now mm-hmm. like I sorry that's a lie my period has returned kind of I meant I live in fear of stopping ceasing breastfeeding mm. because I think breastfeeding helps to kind of level hormones or it all there's something hormonal in breastfeeding that like stops you from getting really really bad period pain yeah it's probably like a lack of progesterone yeah or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which so, is quite an inflammatory yeah hormone. yeah and so I'm really like fearful of when I do stop what my what my experience with my period is going to be like because right now I'm I've only just gotten it back like the mm. last few months it took ages after mellow and it's been super mild the pain um and discomfort um and I do I am genuinely scared of what it's going to be like when mm. I do get it back I'm like constantly just on edge when it's like when it's due yeah see that just to me that just goes to show how how much trauma can be associated with women and their cycles Mm. yeah it's it's truly like I've had two kids and both like not a flex at all but both labors were unmedicated Mm. and it is a bad period is genuinely like the the mid stages of labor yeah like it's horrible it's really really debilitating and I think like it, it probably helped me get through labor, but like, mm. God, I could do without the pain every month. A hundred percent. I think, I, I genuinely think this is something that should be taught in schools. Just the whole concept mm. of what a cycle ideally should look like. And I think for, for centuries, <laughs> women have just sort of put up with pain because there's not a lot of information out there, at least it's only in the last couple of years, even couple of like in the last six months that I've seen a lot more stuff on social media mm. about living in alignment with your cycle and mm. how you can really support yourself when you have your period because it's a huge thing. And yeah. I think society just has this expectation that you'll just push forward because like women usually do. Exactly. And even in the introduction, obviously there's the exceptions of um, people who've used um, – more sustainable period products for a really long time. Like some people, you know, I follow, like I've been using a period cup for 15 years, Mm. but I think now the conversation around period undies, which like I love period cups, which I'm not brave enough to try. And like, things like that. I've tried. They're a little tricky. (laughs) Um, Things like that. Like the conversations really opened up and you're really encouraged to buy them. They're they're not like probably the most affordable things, Mm. but they're a good investment. Yeah. I think, when I was young, none of, I don't remember ever hearing about any of that. Like there was no option other than no, it pads was like and tampons. Libra with the fun facts on the back. Yeah, and I'm sure, like you know, use what you want to use. I don't. Yeah. I don't know, but I just think 
you know, there are so many better options. And I genuinely notice a difference with the, t- with the, the type of products or the brand of products that I'm using when I have my period, oh, with the yeah. level of pain that I experience, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, we could go into... Let's not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get too conspiracy heavy on people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tell us but... about your period, though. Yes. I was a little bit of a late bloomer with my period. Uh, and I'm still a late bloomer with these. Still waiting for these <laughs> bad boys to come in. Uh, by these, I mean my boobs. Darling, they'll yeah. come. Just wait. <laughs> I'm 30, so hopefully I hit puberty <laughs> soon and I get really big knockers. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I, similar to you, I've got my period when I think I was maybe in year seven, towards the end of year seven. Mm. And I do remember kind of feeling a little bit left out because all my friends had their period and they all had like huge boobs by that time. And I was just I was definitely the big boobied period girl. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That you're talking about. We love that. So thank you. (laughs) Good for you. Okay. I'm jealous. But yeah, I was always sort of like smaller in that department and um, <laughs> still, still am. <laughs> I got a big ass. So, okay. <laughs> That's my payoff. God gave us something. Something. You something. He did. Uh, yeah, bit of late bloomer. Got it eventually. I, do, I never remember it being particularly painful or anything like that. I've had moments of being of having uncomfortable periods, but nothing to the point where I've had to miss work or anything like that. I've definitely had periods where I'm like taking naprogesic the whole time or Nurofen or Panadol or something. Yeah, but you're still able to like function. Yeah. Uh, But that's often associated with having some kind of stressful event occur in my life. And as Mm. a result of that, like I, that then kind of leads to me having a really uncomfortable, painful period, which um, is really interesting and something we will touch on a little bit later. But yeah, I would say I have a really regular period. Obviously, I I actually stopped getting my period when I had a like terrible eating disorder um, Mm. because I was so underweight yeah. and you find that happens in a lot of athletes and the, mm. I was not an athlete uh by no <laughs> means but yeah you find like when you're not in that healthy kind of weight range it can really mess with your your cycle and your hormones mm. and your body kind of shuts that part down of you to I suppose so yeah I suppose to save on resources and expelling mm. extra energy uh yeah so I lost it probably for a couple of years I'd say and then wow. once I kind of got back into that healthy weight range it returned did you feel like alarmed at having lost it like were you like oh it's kind of weird no because I was really in that sort of eating disorder and you mind knew that, frame. that was why yeah 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 I knew that was why it was uh, this sounds really kind of fucked up to say but it was almost like a badge of honor for me I was like oh, I'm mm. so skinny I don't get my period anymore yeah, that's so sad. Yeah, it was so, so awful. That is really awful. Yeah. Uh, but then once I reached sort of more of a healthy state of being again, it returned and yeah, it's really regular now. Yeah. Uh, I can really track my cycle in a lot of detail, which yeah, is really Yeah, I nice. feel like you've tried a, f- a few different cycle tracking yeah. things as well. Like yeah. you obviously just track it by dates now. Yeah, tracked by dates and just by vibes in my bod. Uh, I feel very in touch with my cycle, but that's only after years of doing a lot of research Mm. and kind of deep diving on it because personally I find it really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And I've never been on any sort of contraception because I think from a younger age – 
I really worked out what was happening with my cycle. Yeah. I really learned when I'm fertile and when I'm not fertile. For a little while, I used a like basal body temperature mm. device. I think it was called the Daisy or something along those lines. It's sort of a like natural, they call it like a natural family planning contraceptive method. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, you you basically take your temperature every single day at the same time and it gives you a green light if you are able to sort of like have unprotected sex and not be at risk of falling pregnant. Potentially a stupid question, but if it gives you a green light, say you check it every day at 8am and mm-hmm. it gives you a green light, is that for that window, like that morning? Or is that then, like, is it okay to then have unprotected sex that evening, but then the next morning you get like an orange light or something? Yeah. You know? Once, once you've been doing it for a while, you do work out like you're just not in a fertile phase at all. Like there's yeah. no, it's giving you a green light when essentially there's no egg there to be fertilized. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So around ovulation, it's always going to be like a yeah. red or And essentially in a no- normal kind of cycle, there's a window of 12 to 24 hours when you can actually fall mm, pregnant. Wild. Crazy. It's crazy to me that so many people just accidentally fall pregnant. I know. It's yeah. really, it's, it's such a, it's such a hard like thing to navigate like to talk about I think because it's like one unbelievable like 12 to 24 hours like that's crazy Crazy, and then I think the conversation around like falling pregnant easily is like is really um yeah it's tricky it's tricky yeah and yeah and I think I think a lot of people who do fall pregnant easily and do kind of just happen to get get it in that window probably have like carry a little bit of guilt around it as well like it is really hard I don't know if a lot of people do I do (laughs) Like I would, I would feel guilty sharing that information and being like, oh, that, like it was so easy for me or something like yeah. that. You know, like it's. I just feel like now we have we've we've got a lot of uh, there's a lot of like um, conversation around that and people are sharing their experience and how like hurtful that can be mm. to hear. And I think we have yeah. to be really conscious. Like of people that as specifically well. with like fertility struggles. Yeah, or yeah. just people that don't find it easy and just can't quite like. Mm. You know, it takes them longer, or you know, yeah, they or they have things or... like endometriosis, yeah, or absolutely. PCOS. And they don't experience a regular yeah. period that gives them that twelve to twenty four hours yeah. a month. So it's it's hard, but in 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 a general sense, it's absolutely wild that we have a day a month that we're actually like can get pregnant. Mm. Yeah, and it's that's that's me. for people who that would be. I'm doing air quotations like a normal cycle. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy yeah. to me, and it's even crazier that most people don't have a normal cycle. I know. Yeah. We are both very lucky in that we've mostly experienced a normal cycle. Oh, I feel so thankful. Mm. Like I have friends who have endometriosis mm. and have had multiple surgeries before mm. and it's it's so, so, so awful. Yeah, I couldn't awful. imagine and so feeling like your own body is being attacked. Yeah, and yeah. just so overlooked. Like I just don't think we have – we are like sensitive enough to the issue or mm. like – yeah. Well, really and it, ta- it can take a woman years and years and years to be diagnosed with endometriosis mm. because, again, there's such a lack of research supporting women's health issues and they're so yeah. overlooked by the sort of medical realm, which oh, is no, so, so sad. Really. It, yeah. it actually sucks. And I think it just adds to that feeling. Again, like we inferior. hate on it. No, we don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we're just, just jealous. Yeah, yeah. We just don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Um, interesting in, that you were saying you have never... Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing because I just said that like I didn't already know that <laughs> like, you've never used contraception. I was like, sorry, interesting. You've never used <laughs> contraception before. 
before. Like, I know that. You do know that. But um, we've got to kind of pretend to not know things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm shocked. Oh, my God. You've never What's your name? Sorry. <laughs> um, but I have, in fact, tried the Yeah, pill. tell us a little bit about your experience. I, when I was, like, 19-ish, um, I went on the pill. I I don't even remember the name of the specific one. I remember there was a Probably recall like for Yaz it. Yaz. Yaz, yeah, that was, oh, was what it Yaz, was. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bloody Yaz. Yeah, I think Bitch. there was a recall for that, like, oh, a there few was years after. There's been so many interesting recalls on so many contraceptive yeah. devices and, so and pills and things. But they're yeah. like, take it, you'll be fine. That's the um, thing, though, it's so hard because I think we're in a quite a privileged position in the sense of, like, we have access to education yeah. on our cycles and periods and when mm. we're fertile and when we're not. And a lot of people just don't have that. So it's... Yeah, it's tricky because there's such a place for contraception. Absolutely. And it's, it's so needed in certain communities and for, you know, certain people. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah. like, if you just want to. 100%. If you feel like your body functions better or your skin's nicer or whatever it is that you're trying – or your pain is so bad you yeah, need, it, you need yeah. to skip a period. Like, you know, absolutely, I think there's a space for it. Mm. In my personal experience, though, I think I started taking it, um, yeah, like, let's say around 19, and I had – chronic migraines Mm. terrible 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 migraines that i would have every single day like debilitating and um so i went i went to a a specialist and i was like what's going on yeah like why am i having these what's going on yeah (laughs) i didn't oh that that, okay i think it's okay sorry moving on yeah you went to a specialist um anyway yeah (laughs) went to went to a specialist and they they said um they did a, I think they did a blood test and they said you, um, naturally have high, have really high estrogen levels, um, in your body. And then the pill obviously is high in estrogen. And then you're adding that on top. And, you know, I don't remember what she technically said. I was 19 and I didn't care at the time, but, um, basically she said it's like, has like a, an adverse effect on your body and Mm. your, your body like finds it hard. Something about pumping blood to my brain and about the result of that potentially being, um, like a stroke. Yeah. A stroke Mm. or or something along that line. And when she said that, I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Yep. I'm not going to take that again. Yeah. Um, which is obviously very specific to my body, but um, I also just didn't didn't enjoy the way it made me feel and like the experience I had with my period. I was always kind of like, oh, when's my period? What's this? Like, do I skip and I and I didn't use it for long. But anyway, I used it for maybe six months and mm. it was it was really terrible. Yeah. But then when I got off it, I had a really bad experience trying to get off it. Yeah. Like I stopped taking it pretty much immediately because I was terrified. Yeah. And my, I think my skin broke out. Like I my my period was weird, really hard to track. And at the time I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I had like a great relationship with my body. So I really didn't know when I was ovulating, I didn't know how to read things like discharge or just understand Mm. how I was like feeling at each point in my cycle. And so, yeah, I found it really like had like quite a negative effect on me. Again, that's just me, but um, yeah. And I haven't, I haven't taken it since I haven't used anything since and that's why she has two children okay um no but um using something now because it's the last thing i fucking use a third (laughs) child um no but yeah let's talk about the four stages of the menstrual cycle and then we have recorded ourselves in each of those phases across the month to add in as a little period diary so let's jump into that next 
All right, I'm going to put this quite simply. I've seen Flex Mummy describe the menstrual cycle like this and it made a lot of sense to me. So one is your menstrual phase, which is sort of like your flop era. Then comes your follicular phase, which is like your pre-slay sort of time. Then comes your ovulatory phase, which is like slay. And then comes your uh, luteal phase, which is like pre-flop. Mm. So uh, if you forget all the other things we say. <laughs> flop, 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 slay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like flop, pre-slay, slay, pre-flop. Flop again. Flop yeah. again. Yeah. Oh, I love that for us. It's only half the month It's we're only flopping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, but to get a little bit more technical, there is four stages to a woman's monthly cycle. And I just want to reiterate something. Men live in a 24-hour cycle, okay? And society is built it's on a man's wild. cycle. Think about it. We work Monday to Friday. Most people, they were sort of locked into this Says daily... the one person I know that doesn't work Monday to Friday. Yeah, I don't work Monday to Friday. I'm trying to speak to the masses here okay (laughs) but i just want to say society is not designed for women to live in alignment with you with their cycle and it's okay to feel mad about that yeah fucking furious about it yeah same uh anyway anyway tell us there needs to be more workplaces taking into account that women bleed monthly and it's a it's a uncomfortable big thing for women each month to go through share share the four phases with us my knowledgeable queenie so we have your menstrual phase which is obviously when you have your period and often you'll find that you are a little bit lower in energy Mm. as your particular hormones kind of decline around your menstrual phase um yeah so i usually tend to try and take it slow obviously there's barriers start like working but I kind of avoid like socializing I like Mm. to just withdraw a little bit Uh, but that's your menstrual phase then you have your follicular phase where your estrogen and your testosterone begin to rise again Mm -hmm. and you get that sort of boost of energy you might find your libido kind of comes back a bit it's a good time to do like strength training and Mm. eat you should try and eat really well throughout your whole menstrual cycle uh but yeah you you might feel a little bit more extroverted at that time that's follicular then you move into your ovulatory phase which is slay 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 time my queens i love ovulation because it is sort of like the culmination of hard work that your body's been doing the past couple of weeks and then this little eggy is released and it survives 12 to 24 hours which is your window for getting pregnant if that's what you're trying to do and estrogen or your window to avoid or your window to avoid like me yeah uh, yeah, so and estrogen and testosterone rise there sort of at their peak levels during your ovulatory phase. And you just, honestly, I feel so good in my sort of week of ovulation. Mm. I'm just really, I want to socialize a right. lot. I have a lot of energy, mm. all of those kinds of things. I will say. Sex drive is definitely for me at its highest. Yeah, like I, that's when I genuinely, that time of the month, I'm like, I actually really and vibing having sexy times with Toto. Yeah, totally. I'm the same with Toto. And he knows when um, I'm ovulating. He yeah. Can, <laughs> he can, like, smell the other The other 28 days a month, you're like, fuck off. <laughs> um, I do want to say, though, I have spoken to a lot of mums. Mm. And post-kids, I think a lot of people experience quite painful ovulation. Interesting. I know a lot of people in general can experience I that. But I have specifically... Ovulation pain, too. Yeah, I... I never have, and I before kids, I'd never experience it. And I don't know if it's just that 
I was, I have been discussing this with people who do have children, but I have noticed a lot of them saying they get really sore boobs, really, Mm. um, like uncomfortable cramping and even some spotting during ovulation. Yeah. Interesting. So they experience like, you know, it's their sleigh era, but it's also like littered with like, yeah, with lots of discomfort and just their body trying to like figure out what it's doing. Mm, Interesting. Um, yeah, I think your body changes obviously so much when you have kids. So it's yeah, and you know, how, this, is, like, this is a very normal. Um, this look is at very the textbook normal. Yeah, yeah, overview of the phases, Absolutely. obviously, and it's so different for everyone. Also, I think a good way to track your ovulatory phase is by keeping an eye on your discharge. Like, what is it doing? It should be egg white, sort of really stretchy. I mean, is this TMI if I like no. share that? No. no, I mean, not for me. I find it useful. But yeah. There's, there's a... If you if you have some, like, on your undies... Is this too much? I, Wait, this has happened no. to me where... Oh, I thought you were going to say, send us a pic. <laughs> Please don't do that. I mean, actually, I wouldn't mind. I'm happy to tell you if you're in your ovulation phase. I was like, what's coming? <laughs> I never know with you. You're fucked. Oh, my God, that's so true. You just never know. <laughs> But no, say if you like wipe and you can see the the discharge, it's like really sort of clear. And if mm. you touch it, you can like really stretch it out. It's amazing. That's ovulation. That's discharge. ovulation. Yeah. yeah. Super stretchy, clear kind of egg white. Yeah. Not yeah. whisked, not, not scrambled egg white. Yeah. Clear egg white. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. got you, babe. Okay, cool. Um, and then also, um, actually, no. Yeah. Talk, talk to us about the next, the, the next last phase. Pre-flop era. Yeah. This is your preflop. This is the luteal phase. It's... The first couple of days are kind of similar to your ovulatory phase, um, but then estrogen and testosterone, they start declining and your body starts producing progesterone, which a lot of people, that's a tricky one for people because it's quite inflammatory and that's where it's a good time to just sort of start nesting. It's usually when PMS begins, you might get those sore boobies, a little bit moody. Mm. Uh, Yeah, I tend to kind of... um, become a bit more of a recluse during that phase mm. um yeah if you start upping your magnesium and eating well it'd be the gentle exercise you're getting, you know, getting I, well um, prepped for the actual bleed that's like the time of the month where i absolutely will cry in the last episode we're talking about how i hate crying but that time of the month oh that yeah. luteal the end of my luteal phase i am a mess yeah um but you know what i figured out lately i think i have some sort of mild like i don't know if it's an allergy but some sort of i don't know something towards magnesium Oh, because if I have like an Epsom salt bath or if I put topical magnesium on my body, I get really bad headaches. Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just one big fucking headache this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Headaches here, headaches there, a bit of migraines here. Um, (laughs) No, but yeah, I get I get really terrible headaches and I've been testing it because I'm like, surely not. Like, surely it's just like a um, coincidence, but it's happened like four or five times. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so anyway, if you get headaches and you have so magnesium, even if you, test it out. Even if you're having like oral magnesium, like you're taking a supplement, you get a headache. Don't know. Haven't, haven't, oh, don't okay. think so. But the spray. But like topical magnesium seems I know to do, the, I, do it. I know people who get really itchy after they apply, say, like a magnesium. Yeah, see, oils, I don't though. Usually a sign of deficiency. Yeah, see, I don't get itchy at all. It just yeah. feels like nothing. So maybe, maybe you I have, have too much. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? What a good problem to have. Anyway. Yeah. Um... That's, so those are the four. That's the four phases of a very normal menstrual cycle. So we then recorded ourselves in each of these 
phases as part of our period diaries. So I think we might do a little throwback to four-ish weeks ago. Yeah, TBT, babe. When we started recording. So stay tuned. Here we go. Welcome to the Cycle Diaries. Here's week one. Is where are you at? I am currently post-ovulation pre-period so I am in the luteal phase of Mm -hmm. my cycle um I have just noticed this morning I'm starting to feel a little a little emotional a little short tempered um I don't know if that's kids or my cycle but um yeah just coming off the back of ovulation so I'm not feeling too bad I'm feeling okay I feel like this is kind of generally the the easier part of my cycle kind of ovulation and then immediately post sort of I'm feeling feeling good no breakouts nothing like that what about you gorgeous I am day one of my period at the moment I had a lovely 4 30 a.m wake up with that dripping down my legs and that might be a little bit TMI but it's (laughs) the reality of being a woman that bleeds every month uh yes so yeah currently day one I was feeling very emotional yesterday which kind of makes sense because you have a big surge of hormones before you get your period. Today I'm feeling just like a light cramping, but nothing, I'm really lucky I don't get, you know, crippling period pain or anything like that. So yeah, but we'll uh, check back in with you next week. Next week week when you're coming off the back of your period and I am edging into mine. Yeah, perfect. Bye. Check in soon. Week two of period diaries, cycle diaries. <laughs> I am in my follicular phase. I've finished off my menstruation, thank God. And yeah, getting that that rise of energy, feeling a little more extroverted for sure. That's quite normal. Why are you looking at me like that? Oh no, sorry. I was just intently so lovingly. <laughs> Your turn. Um, I am and at the end of my luteal phase going into kind of the pre-menstrual I should and my period is technically due I think today but my cycle is a little whack because of um breastfeeding yeah so I mean my 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 cycles over the last couple of months have been like 60 45 yeah. 52 days which is very abnormal for me but just because I'm breastfeeding it is um but yeah, I'm feeling quite sluggish, but coming off the mm. back of being sick, so that yeah. could be also the con- a contributor. Um, and then a little, a little back and belly discomfort, but nothing major. Okay. But I've noticed since having kids, I get terrible back pain pre-period. I never got so that before. So interesting. Mm. We'll have to terrible. Look into like, that. and I had back labor both times. So I don't know there if that's a, that's a link. Let's look into it for the actual. Epi. Yeah. All right. See you Catch in you week three. Okay, week three of the period diaries. I am currently experiencing the reality of breastfeeding and, you know, navigating hormones. So I was supposed to get my period oh, maybe like a week ago, but I'm currently like 40 days into my cycle and still premenstrual, feeling very premenstrual though. Have like slightly sore boobs, really sore back and some belly discomfort. So really my period could come any day now, which is kind of annoying. Like just constantly being like, oh, could come today. Oh, could come today. And my period since it's come back has been extremely heavy. So Mm. I'm just like, I'm trying to like plan my life around like being home. So I'm not trying to deal with like a heavy, heavy, heavy period out and about. Yeah. 
it's just hard. I'm like, I'm feeling a bit down about that. Like, I'm just like, come on. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a bit frustrating, but I'm trying not to let it get me too down. It's just all a part of, you know, I'm choosing to still breastfeed. And so my, my hormones just aren't able to mm. level out, which is life. That is life. That's and life. And I'm holding space for you being that annoying. Thank that's you. Annoying. <laughs> anyway, enough about you. you said, I'm in my sleigh era. I thought you said I'm holding space for you being annoying. <laughs> I was like, bitch, I'm trying really fucking hard, okay? <laughs> I've um, never, ever found you annoying. But thank you, darling. You are slaying, though. But I am on, I am slay, girl, slay, slay, slay all through the day because uh, I am in my ovulatory phase. So I'm just getting that really nice rise of estrogen and testosterone. I'm feeling myself. I'm out. I'm in about. I'm active. I'm lifting heavy at the gym. I am feeling good. I'm feeling sexy. So I love ovulation. It's truly is that. truly is slay time. Love that for you. Love it. That's me. We'll see you guys for week four where I will not be bringing the same energy likely. But who knows? Maybe <laughs> I will be. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Week four, final week of our period diaries. Again, just want to acknowledge that um, I have a very normal period and I feel <laughs> blessed. Okay. I'm blessed. But I'm entering my luteal phase. I am starting to kind of feel a little less slay than I was the last time we recorded. Um, just feeling a little more, I suppose, introspective. I kind of just want to recluse a bit more and just take it easy. Um, but yeah, I'm just doing a little more gentle exercise. I'm just upping my magnesium, trying to support my body. Um, and it's getting ready to bleed and shed. <laughs> Mummy, what about Speaking you? Speaking of bleeding and shedding, mm. <laughs> you uh, shedding I finally got my period um, well, well into what was supposed to be my you know normal 32 day cycle. But anyway, it came. It wasn't like super, super painful. Like I've spoken about breastfeeding kind of helps with some of the pain. So it wasn't too bad, but there's just like a lot of discomfort in my back and it's just incredibly heavy. It's really hard to do things like mm. I just... When I say heavy, like, I mean, I, like, can't even go to work. Like, it's so heavy. Yeah, like, I'm just, I'm wearing, like, period undies, a pad, and a tampon, and it's just going through. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Like, Um, it's, yeah, is that normal? I I need some iron supplements. Yeah, Um, wow. No, 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 it's crazy, like, super, super heavy. So, I've just been kind of uh, wearing all black and staying home (laughs) and avoiding my cream couch. So... (laughs) Yeah, that's me at the moment, which is just so annoying. It really frustrates me. I actually think you should maybe talk to someone about that. No, I have. I think it's just like my. This is just. It's only my. It's only my fourth period. Oh my god! Of course. Yeah. Just like your uterus has not shed. Yeah. So there's lots to shed. Yeah. Wow. But to support myself, I am resting when I can, going to bed when the babies go to bed. I am having my turmeric paste that really helps with the inflammation, and also having cod liver oil. Uh, warm showers, you know, all that fun stuff, just trying Gosh. to get through it. But as you can see, my period has not been very linear this mm. month. I haven't experienced, well, I mean, I'm sure I have experienced all four cycles, but um, I feel like most of our <laughs> recordings, I've been kind of in that luteal yeah. phase or, um, yeah, which is just really hard. It's just the the reality of what my body is going through at the moment. And I'm sure what other, a lot of other people are experiencing. A lot of other postpartum mummies, yeah. breastfeeding mums. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, so that was our little period diaries. It's how we've been feeling across across the month. Um, some ups and downs. Mm. But um, And also I just wanna add like 
that's one month. For me, yeah. it, it changes every month. If I have some kind of stressful thing happening, I usually have a really awful period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Just because my cortisol levels have been high, which means I'm producing those inflammatory sort of hormones and that can really affect my period. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I find that as well when I'm the more stressed or anxious I am, the more uncomfortable my yeah. period is and just honestly adds more stress to it because then I feel like absolute shit yeah what about for you as a mum are some barriers for you living more aligned with like your menstrual kind of cycle and those four kinds of phases yeah I when we were kind of talking about doing this episode I was thinking about that and just thinking it's so I actually find it really hard to live in sync with Mm. my cycle I I don't think that I don't think it well we know that it's not attainable for everyone but I also just think it's it looks different for everyone yeah. living in sync. So for me, I can't just be a recluse and lay on the couch while yeah. I've got my period. Like I have two kids that are very in, in the, a phase of life that are very, very reliant on me. One mm. that breastfeeds probably once an hour. Like if anyone's yeah. got any fucking tips for that, <laughs> yeah. but I can't get any her off. Any tips, very welcome. <laughs> um, but like she's 18 months old, mm. so she absolutely can. Anyway, I find it really hard. I, I can't sit on the couch and do nothing. Like yeah. they need me. Um, so I find I will do things like avoid going to like heavy workout classes at yeah. the gym. I'll try and eat better. I try and have, I make like a turmeric paste that I try and have in the Is, lead up. What kind of phase are you trying to do this in? Like what sort of... That would be... Well, the the kind of turmeric paste that I do and having the cod liver oil is in my luteal phase. Yes. Like my pre, pre-flop. Pre-flop. And then in my flop era, I'm just I'm just getting by. I'm feeling shit. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling overwhelmed. Mm. My body's tired. I, I get really terrible back pain in my period. Yeah. Post, since I've had kids, I've started getting that. So I'll try and um, just keep a hot water bottle with me. That's my yeah. little my little comfort. Uh, and then, yeah, I'll just relax when I can. But really, like, I have two yeah. kids. I can't really do that. So it's more um, – it's little things like the house is messy, but I'll watch a movie with them instead of yeah. clean. And just, like, try, try and take time every day to do something, like, a bit more quiet, a bit more. Yeah. Um, and also going to sleep when they do. That's yeah. something I can do. It's for my mental health. It's not the best, but then physically at that time of the month, I absolutely have to, like I mm. need, I need the rest. Other than that, like the rest of the month, I think I find it okay. Like I can yeah. sort of live a little bit more in sync with my cycle, you know, in my, when I'm ovulating, like absolutely can like have heaps of fun and go out and be really active and enjoy mm. more time with them. And that's when I do more pump classes at the gym, um, and, you know, don't feel like I need to do all of the, like, more reformer, like, slower kind yeah. of movement classes. So I feel like the rest of the month it's easier because those are really um, active kind of parts of your cycle. In in the luteal cycle or phase, I do, I do find I'm much more impatient. Like, mm. I find it hard to parent in that yeah, phase because yeah. I feel, like, more easily, like, angered yeah yeah (laughs) and I feel tired and overwhelmed and like annoyed at little things Mm. and I think it's I think there should be like some level of comfort in in knowing like okay well you know what I'm actually like PMS like I've got these premenstrual kind of symptoms and that's kind of like a normal it does normal sort of part of it yeah it does help knowing that and tracking my cycle I I personally just 
find my brains too foggy day to day to mm. track it just like myself like through yeah. like being in touch with my body or my discharge or something so I mean, I do know when it's in those phases from that, but I find it easier to track on an app. So yeah. I use the Flow app, which I think is really good. Yeah. Um, it's, I think it's just F-L-O. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I use that app and I find that really, really good. So, um, yeah. And then I can kind of look at it and be like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's fine that you're feeling this way. And also I can tell Enrico, like, I'm getting my period soon. Like, I'm feeling yeah. really overwhelmed. But I have a really... Um, you know what I find really tricky around that time? Because sometimes I can get really emotional as well mm. and feel really just easily triggered by things. Mm. Um, but what I find hard is if I do get upset about something, <laughs> like I find not like to discredit Tony, but he'll be a bit like, are you getting your period? I'm like, even if I am getting my period, it's still valid. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, then true. once I get my period, I'm like, oh, that was a little bit unhinged. You know? Yeah, same. It's so hard. Same. Like, but I did That's feel like that in that moment. Basically for like four months when you're pregnant. Okay, I'm not ever having a child. Like you're you're just like so like in hindsight, it when I think back to some of the things that I would like say and do when I was in early pregnancy, I'm like, you're a Yeah, psychopath. you were a little bit unhinged. Yeah. That was, that was fun. For <laughs> like you maybe. <laughs> no, it wasn't fun for me. <laughs> Attacked. It was scary. Times. I was scared. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I find it really hard to live in sync with with kids. Like they just they 100%. need a lot of me. Also, they don't care that I've got my period. <laughs> they're really they're really like they know that I have my period. Like I yeah. try and keep that conversation really open with them, which is something else that's really important. I think to talk about from my perspective. Yeah. I like re- am really vocal with my kids about it. Melo's eighteen months old. She just literally has no idea what I'm talking <laughs> about. But Mars is four and a bit and he um he will ask me like have you got your period and I like mm. say yeah and um he's like do you need anything oh, like he's yeah he's really really sweet about it and like very attentive of it but it's not like a big deal he's just like yeah cool she's got her period which I really appreciate that's mm. what I'm trying to like foster in him it's like yeah, this is just, just something we all go through Melo will go that. through it like yeah. you'll have friends that go through it mm. so I think also just normalizing it because it is so normal we all have to do this yeah and I feel like it's just it shouldn't be a taboo kind of Absolutely conversation. Not. You know who does really, really, really well with like period comfortability and just absolutely not being faced by it at all is Tony, in my opinion. Oh, big time. He's he's incredible with it. Yeah. Like I think more males should be like him. Maybe he could do a tutorial for people. Oh, that would be so cute. No, he is really good. I don't know why. I think because he's he's recognised that it's something that I am quite passionate and interested in. So I think he's kind of taken that on board. And also it's helped him to understand me more, which is which is really, it feels really supportive and it's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, but he often will be like, you're getting a period in a few days, babe. And I'll be like, oh, am I? Cool. Yeah. Like he's very, yeah, he's really on top of. Which is so <laughs> when nice. I get in my period. Yeah. And also just nice. like super like comfortable about it. Like. Oh yeah. You're, you're like, you're just like a messy bleeder. Oh, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> your face. Wow, I was like, sorry. <laughs> no, I was like, I didn't know what you were going to say. Oh, I could have said anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and he just says that he's not faced by it at all. Oh my gosh. No way. Which so is amazing. Shitty. I don't think everyone has like that support. Yeah, I think that just goes to show that there's there's areas in life that this should be more of a topic of mm. conversation, particularly in schools, particularly for boys. It's yeah. something that men, I think, really don't have a really great understanding mm. of. Unless they've had, like yourself with Mars, being yeah, really open which and is just what really I, normalizing it. And that's what I was going to say. I think for us as women, like... <laughs> 
I mean, it it sucks that we then have to shoulder like the task of like educating men. Yeah, which no, is so we frustrating. Love our, we but love I ways. yeah no, but I I think like it is important for us as women with with the access that we have to information and you know. Um, we're very lucky and, and privileged. I, I think that's important to recognize as oh, well. 100%. But, you know, I, I very much have the opportunity to raise a male who is so comfortable with periods, doesn't mm. think it's a big deal, is aware of, like, the different phases that women go through and, and yeah. the way that it affects us. I think I have the privilege to be able to educate him on that. Mm. And, like, why wouldn't I? Yeah. Like, you know, it's going to help him. It's going to mm. help the friends, the, you know, friends that he has. Or, you know, one day if he ever decides to have a girlfriend or a wife or, you know, whatever he decides. But it's going to benefit him and it's going to benefit me and us as a family. And I think, yeah. I don't know. I just, like, for yeah, me, it's like, like why, why, wouldn't why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. I know. So I, I know a lot of people who aren't comfortable talking about it with their kids. Mm. And I think that's fine. That's why I think having just even candid conversations like this. Yeah. I would, I would hope that this helps some people just feel more comfortable. That it's just it's just a part of life. There's no denying that this is something that happens for most women every single month. Or, you know, maybe not. Mo- but even if you're not bleeding every single month, just your hormones and your hormone yeah. cycle and understanding that. Like, our hormones rule our lives. Absolutely. There is no separating yourself from what they do to no. you, your mind, your body, how you're feeling about yourself, how you're feeling about the world. And it's... Everything som- is hormonally driven. Yeah, and sometimes it's visual. Sometimes it's your skin. Sometimes yeah. it is your period. Sometimes it's, you know, feeling dull, looking dull. Yeah. Sometimes it's mentally, like, yeah. just feeling really depleted, upset. Sometimes it's physical exhaustion. It's like, mm. it affects everything all the time. Yeah. And it's really, it's really frustrating to like constantly be navigating something that's completely out of our control. Yeah. I think like, yeah, it's so frustrating, but also like, I think I feel empowered talking about it and being aware of it. The more knowledge I have, the better I feel about experiencing the different phases. And so, you know, if you're someone that feels really negative about your negatively about your period and navigating that time of the month or, you know, the whole month, your whole life, I think Mm -hmm. like it's really important to know more. Yeah, I, I I just feel like this is a super important conversation in terms of, like you said, being empowered about your own body. Because for me, empowering, like the way to become empowered is to be educated about things. Yeah. And obviously it's not everyone's sort of like niche area of interest. You know, of interest. Yeah. Uh, but I think if there was more just general kind of conversation about periods and about how you can support your hormones and little things that you can do like life would be a lot more enjoyable for women absolutely yeah that is a great note to end it on amazing thank you so much no worries love you guys uh bleed freely bleed however you (laughs) (laughs) that was i hated that um we love you guys we hope you love the chat um we'll be back in your ears next week amazing illy